good afternoon or good morning, depending on when you're listening to yeah. this. <laughs> it's always, uh, we can never say the actual time of day because you can listen to this at any time of day you want. Whenever you want. Maybe you're on your way to class right now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just woke up. And brushing your teeth. Good for you. I hope you have a great day today if you just woke up and Mm -hmm. you're brushing your teeth. And you're listening to us. You are enough. Yes, that's good. (laughs) It's really good. Um, We should do a whole podcast on morning mantras. That would be an entire, yes. Did you ever see the video of the little girl who stands up in the mirror and she's like, I am great. I am fun. I love me. I love my house. (laughs) <laughs> That's really sweet. And she stands in the mirror, she's doing a dance, and she's just giving herself every positive affirmation under the sun. And I think it's like 20 years old now, but it was one of those things that... You, you go, just, girl. Yep. She's the best. That's how it goes. You Sometimes you just got to tell yourself, like, hey, you know what? You're worth it. So much appreciation. You're worth it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, choose joy today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every day, live in a perpetual state of appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for a podcast on morning mantras. Yeah. Um, easier said than done, but very... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I have, what do you call it, momentum on my Google Chrome. You know, it's like the thing that says, like, good morning or good afternoon. Whatever oh, it is. yes. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, shortcuts for your... Um, like, the websites that you go to all the time, they're, like, saved on the side. And then you also have, like, your to-do list for the day. I never type in that. So, there's that. But, anyway, it has a, it also has a, a mantra for the day. And it's, like, a picture of the day and a quote of the day. And then it's a mantra of the day. It's a lot. And you like it? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I do. Uh, you have used it for, like, I don't even know, a while. My planner is like that. My paper planner mm-hmm. uh, has... Like, a, a thought of the day, a what's your intention for the day, mm-hmm. what's your intention for the week, and then it has a to-do list on the left-hand side that you can use for the that. whole week. Yeah. Did you buy it? I did. Okay. It was on Amazon. Okay. Um, and I can't remember what it's called, like, daily reflections or weekly reflections. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably making that up right now. <laughs> People go into weekly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not it. It's like a turquoise color. It's like it has waves on it, and it's a very, very mindful day planner. Nice. I love planners. So do I. I think my friends, one of my friends is moving to Vietnam on Monday. Oh, my gosh. And we were talking, she was asking me some stuff, just like going into her her new position. She's like, what do you think I'm good at? Like, my new boss is asking for, like, strengths and, like, things that I think I'd be good at while I'm there. And I was like, I think you're really good at organizing and, like, planning. And she makes it look so aesthetically pleasing to be organized. Oh. That then I always try and do that. And I spend so much time making it nice and, like, yeah. organized that once I'm done, there's a struggle to get the done. <laughs> well, you've already worked so hard. Yeah. You've already put so much time into yeah. it. So does she bullet journal? Um, no, she has a she has a actual planner, and I bullet journal, which I should just have a regular planner. Okay. That has pretty stuff in it that maybe I can just color in. I don't yeah. have to draw because it takes me so a zillion years to draw like one little banner. Yeah, yeah. Out. If I had a bullet journal, yeah. I'd spend the entire day designing yeah. the actual outline and the lettering and drawing pictures in it. I would never actually get to the planning part. Hi, it's me. <laughs> That's me. All no, day, I need it to be like free done so I could do uh, more like a paint by numbers. Yeah. Kind of deal for me. Same. That's not gonna happen. 
No, um, I've been telling a lot of students this because I've been meeting a lot of one-to-one. -one. We're midway, just okay. about through the semester right now, so I've been inviting students who just want to talk or want some help to come to my office and check in, and I find myself telling a lot of them that one of the keys to, like, the, the success of just my day has been taking time between, like, 8.30 and 9.30 every mm -hmm. morning to plan my day. Mm-hmm. I don't start meetings until 9.30, 10 o'clock. Sure. Just because I need time to, once I answer all the emails mm -hmm. or do the attendance from yesterday's class, like the little things <clears throat> that I need to get done so I can focus on my busy morning mm -hmm. stuff, the big chunk of it. Um, yeah, set aside like an hour to plan or set up your day plan or make your to-do list. Yeah. It's a big deal. It is. I have a, um, a list of things to do my desk and I pick one color marker every day and that's use that to scratch it out and like whatever scratched out is great until I get to lunch and then if I haven't gotten it done before lunch I highlight it okay in a different color and then like to do after lunch and then I go back and cross it out you're that's very you're very organized no it's no. not organized it's just I like to play with colors and I yeah, but you're making a plan. Yeah, but what you should see, sometimes it's a silly thing. And, and then if I don't get it done that day, yeah. I'll send an arrow to the next day. Which, all of that is also not just on my desk yeah. um, to-do list, but also in my, in my billing journal. That's so great. Think about how much time I'm spending writing down the things I should be doing and not actually doing them. But No, does, I think that's important. It feels good when I get stuff done. I yeah. like to check things off. Yeah. And I cheat a little. I write <laughs> stuff that I've already done so I can have some stuff checked off. <laughs> oh, I'm I'll sure like, I've done that. Breakfast. Oh, breakfast was an hour ago. Done. Done. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. You need to not downplay these things. You know, I think they're a big deal. And I'm see. proud of you. Hey, thanks. Uh, Morning mantra. <laughs> well, Frankie's proud of you. With that being said. Yeah woman I'm proud of. Aww. I'd like to introduce my guest today. Yay. And yours. Yes. Kristen Johnson. It me. Hello everybody. Which I can't in my head I call you London and it's okay. out loud it is Johnston. You know, in my head I call me London as well. And I think that my in laws listen to this podcast, which hello. I'm glad you're listening. Oh no, that is just a, I a am habit. Kristen I'm Johnston. You are Kristen I, Johnston. Yeah, I do call myself Kristen London often. Mm -hmm. it was my name for a long time. Of course. And I really liked the last name. It was cool. Yeah. Like, or it still is. I have it tattooed on my body. Sometimes. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> so it's always going to be with you. It'll always be with me. I am. No, you're. I, sometimes I have a hard time with names, and yours mm -hmm. was very easy for me to remember because city and mm -hmm. and it goes like it, it, it has the same amount of syllables in my first name and my last name huh. uh, as well as my middle name some kind of poem yeah basically my mom is Shakespeare so ah. and my dad <laughs> I love it um <sighs> so <clears throat> I guess we will start yeah let's get it started just by simply um going back to the first episode we talked a little bit about how we got here. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about your current role yep. at Wayne State, what you do kind of and what you're responsible for? Yes, of course. So currently I am the advisor for student engagement in the Office of Multicultural Student Engagement. And what that really means is that I facilitate um all of the LGBTQIA student groups um and some of the programming that goes on around LGBTQ um, issues um, and and some of the things that we're trying to get done on campus. Um, and it's definitely a team job 
I do it with a team of lots of other people um, who've been in the community advocating, doing these things for a long time, and I kind of just stepped into it. Um, and then I also uh, facilitate the Women of Color Learning Community, which has also evolved. When I first got involved with it, it was like a, just more like an organization. Um, and then it turned into a learning community that's been pretty cool and, and ever-evolving. Only been around for three years, I want to say. Um, and so, yeah, I got involved in that randomly. Our uh, assistant director is kind of crazy. Like, everything definitely happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I, as you know, and a lot of our listeners know, I own a bridal shop. And so um, one of my first gigs as a bridal shop owner was to make a wedding dress for a woman who's going to be 34 pre uh, months pregnant oh. at her wedding. And no one would help her, and there's this whole thing. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. What the heck was I thinking? I don't know. But it worked I out. Would, yeah, but you're yeah. like me, and that we would just, just take on yeah, projects and go, you know it. what? It's going to work out. Yeah. It's going to be great. We'll figure it out later. Yep. Um, <laughs> bad idea. Um, very oh, growth mindset of us, which we have to talk about in every episode because we get it. You have to learn. We get, yeah, yeah we totally get points. Yeah. Some kind of imaginary monetary yeah, endorsement every definitely time. Definitely imaginary. Yeah. Um, so I'm at Joanne Fabrics in Canton, which I never go to, and I run into Stephanie Hawks, who is now the assistant director of the Austin Multicultural Student Engagement. Yep. And it was going to be her first day at Wayne that following Monday, and she was buying some fabric for her curtains. And I'm and I, so... Um, I've never heard this. Story. Yeah, so her and her boyfriend at the time, but it's not her husband, they were at uh, Joanne Fabrics, like, she was super excited, and he was like, tell the woman, like, what you're buying this for, like, super excited. And she's like, well, I'm starting a job at Wayne State. And I was like, oh, my gosh, talking to my mom, like, should I say hi to that lady? And my mom's like, of course you should. So I go over, and I'm like, hi, my name's Kristen. Like, I currently work at Wayne State. If you ever need anything or want to get lunch, like, just let me know. And she's like, totally. So I gave her my card. Long story short, we became friends, and we would get lunch, like, once a month. Then we get involved with uh, the with Rise and the planning group before it starts, and we become mentors um, for the group. And at the time, I was working in um, SDS, so this was, like, definitely an after-work commitment. Like, we didn't do a lot during work hours. If anything, we met during my lunch time. So none okay. of this was, like, um, during work time. It was service to the university. Yeah. Um, and so spend a lot of time getting to know everyone on the Rise leadership. And then um, Latonia Garrett, who was the assistant director, everybody knows Latonia. She was on our podcast. Both yeah. Stephanie and Latonia have been on our podcast. Um, uh, she was also in leadership on that, and so got to know her really well. Um, and then through that, got to know Tom and started spending time in the office, getting to know Helena um, and the students that were always up here. Just um, I would come up and visit and stuff like that whenever I had free time. And so that's kind of how I got. Um, familiar with the office and like really um, getting to know the vision and the mission of Onzi and just just falling in love with that with the just the concept of the office like mm -hmm. hoping to make some change and, and do some things that are um, gonna impact students maybe not the students that are on campus right now but like uh, I've said this to a couple students before but like I'm a big believer in the the labor being just as important as the fruit mm -hmm. and so right now i feel like as a as an office as a department we are laying down foundations um, with the leadership of dr chamblay um 
just laying down foundations of what we'll see later. And I, I yeah. think what's tough, and it's, and I'm sure that that everybody faces this, but um, the issues come up, and we want to be able to fix them instantaneously. And that's just, I think that's a word, right? Instantaneously. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We want to be able to fix them right away, and it, that's just the culture that we live in. But um, the reality of a lot of the policies that we would like to change and, like, a lot of the the things that we'd like to see change on campus, those things take time. And, like, a lot of the things that happen to students are systemic. And it, I would love to just be able to, like, break the chains of systemic racism and, like, gender bias and all of those types of things I'd love to be able to just make everything better right away yeah. um, but it's it's such a process and I think the the what we're doing right now is the hard work mm-hmm. being an office that's only been open for less than five years like I remember being here when this office was talked about and then watching it become what it is now is ex- is both exciting and then sometimes frustrating because it's like you know it's it, this is what students want to happen right now and here's we're still at the baby steps like you know we're still trying to lay different foundations and and break generational curses for you know help students break generational curses and build generational wealth or understand what that means um in in for a minority student um so yeah that's all that's a very long-winded answer to what parts of what i do but um, I also do a lot of the workshops and trainings <laughs> right now. I think I've been doing a, a lot of them over the last year, which has ha- I mean, taught me so much. Um, yeah. So when you say workshops and trainings, mm-hmm. can you explain or like go in depth about a couple of those and how sure. you service like other programs and organizations on campus and sure. how we spread the amazing, like, love yeah. and joy and the learning yeah. that is like cultural competency and multicultural education yeah it's i you know i am really thankful for latonia oh like again we just talked about latonia she is she was she did a lot of like the trainings or like kind of taught me how to do a lot of the trainings before but a lot they're they're all based in culture and identity so um we have trainings that are about microaggressions um, trainings that are about phobias and inclusivity, trainings about allyship. Um, I'm actually working on programming um, for our trainings to be even more like in depth. Okay. Sometimes people ask us to come and do like a 15 minute training. We're like, that's not a training. That is a little blurb about our office. Like, you need at least an hour to talk about microaggressions. Sorry, did you say 15? Yeah, uh, okay. so usually I'm just giving like a, a overview of our office at yeah. that point because right. I don't think that it's fair to expect people to grasp heavy concepts in 30 minutes. Right. You know, um, and so, and these are concepts that all of us are still learning about, even those of us in the field. I mean, it's it's ever evolving, but in a, in the best way. Um, it's changing. Yeah, like, for sure. Constantly. There, like, you have to, and that's the thing about this work, is mm-hmm. you have to be open to the fact that it is, it's in flux. Yeah, for sure. It's in flux the more we learn about identity and people and how people are identified. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah, that's yeah. okay. It is. I think it's great. It's just, like, language. Um, when people, so I have a degree in sign language, and they're like, oh, are you fluent in ASL? And I'm like, 
is anyone fluent in any language as language content continues to like evolve and grow and like yes I can use it appropriately for the most part but like yeah. even English I wouldn't be like yes I am so proficient in English it's like yeah eh, what does that mean test, but right you know but you make me think of another like point even when I was in graduate school I could write a paper like a great paper mm-hmm. a research paper and if I take it to one professor, one faculty member, someone I admire who's been published, they might love it and say, Frankie, it's perfect. It's, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Do not change a thing. I could take it to someone else that I respect equally with a different experience and background, and they could yeah. say, absolutely not. We need to tear this down and yeah. write it in a totally new way. And that really is just a matter sometimes of experience and perspective and mm-hmm. how we view language as power and what... Keys, sure. keys and locks, like language unlocks certain doors for different people. Definitely. We have to reevaluate how we're using it and who gets to access. Yeah, for sure. That. And I think that a lot of that like links back to like some of the workshops and trainings that we want to do because I think it is important to talk about language and like the sociolinguistics of like Spanish or sociolinguistics of even English and like different dialects of English and like what we deem appropriate and what we deem academic writing and things like that. I think a lot of that could be discussed in our office or, or even, you know, obviously we wouldn't be the experts on language or, or English for sure, but, um, just maybe facilitating some of those conversations. And one of the things that I can appreciate about Wayne state is, um, that it is a top tier research university. And so there is space to create, learning experiences not mm-hmm. just for students but also for faculty and staff yeah um so we only do workshops and trainings for students um and then dr chambly's office does it for um faculty and staff okay so yeah we're, we're really student facing and student focused um but yeah so that's like kind of the nuts and bolts of my job and the day-to-day looks different um, because our our office is so unique that we share space with students. So sometimes my day looks like five or six students sitting in my office doing homework and me playing some lo-fi yeah. and doing some work myself. And then some days it looks like all these students are here and we're talking about something that happened that day. Like um, a couple weeks ago we spent a whole morning talking about microaggressions the difference between a microaggression and macroaggression and then how to cope and also how to talk to your professor about it so how do i talk to this person that i respect a ton Mm -hmm. like i really like this teacher um but they they've microaggressed me and i don't know how to address that because i don't want them to feel bad but i also now feel uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. feel like they don't value me as much right and so how do i deal with that how do i cope with that and I honestly, those are questions that I don't necessarily always know the answer to. But right. um, being able there to isn't a right answer, yeah. as, depending on the faculty member and for sure the situation yeah. and the space that you want to talk about that in. Right. It might like, some spaces are better than others to bring up those conversations. For I sure. imagine so. Yeah, and like uh, you know, just dealing with my own intersectionality, uh, and then bringing all of my identities to work and then working with students within my own like biases and, and understanding that sometimes I'm going to have to just take a second before I answer a question because I need to make sure that 
this is my intent and am I getting it across clearly? And I think that's something that's interesting. That's been interesting for me. Um, yeah. So, for all of us. And yeah, 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 make sure. think of like surrendering to the fact that we don't understand everything and sometimes there are no perfect answers sometimes yeah. and sometimes the thing we're very sure is the right answer doesn't mm-hmm. always turn out to be and I know this sounds very vague mm-hmm. but when you get out there in the world and you as soon as you think you're ready and you've got it all put together then all of a sudden a new situation comes up where you have to totally change the way that you've done things before and structures sure. that have helped you but I think that one thing that I know that I rely on is the other people and I'm really glad you brought up all of the connections that like you made along the way and all the work that you did outside mm-hmm. of your role previously to yeah. this one that was outside of your job and lunch For hours sure. and you never know and if there's one thing that like I've, I've said again today a couple times is you never know how people are going to come into your life and mm-hmm. affect you. And I love the story of you meeting Stephanie. Yeah. Joanne's yeah, fabrics. Because yeah. you never know when people that you're working with are going to show up again, especially in if you're in a smaller academic field or For going sure. to office hours and talking to a professor. Like that person could end up being your mentor and your guide or someone that you work with definitely in the future if you're yeah. in that field. For sure, and I think, um, you know, it's been really, really awesome to interact with students. So for four years, working in student disability services, which was awesome, and, like, I loved working with the students, and I loved getting to know the students, um, but a lot of times I was seeing students at their most stressed or at their, like, is very focused on, like, how can I accommodate them or, or how can I reach out to a professor and advocate for them, mm-hmm. which was cool and I enjoyed that. Um, and I think a lot of that advocacy work has like moved over with me to OMSI. Um, but now I get to hear stories of students um, that are needing advocacy in a different way. And so just, just being like, I didn't, it was very one dimensional and like now this having the, like adding on that piece of it to the cultural pieces of it has been really fun and interesting and helpful. And I think the everything that I learned in working in SDS has carried over to working in OMSI. Um, and a lot of the connections that I made when I was working in SDS have helped me in working um, in OMSI and like with different professors and different deans and chairs and things like that. Um, yeah. Meeting those people before has really helped now, if that makes any sense. It was a big rambly sentence about everything connections. Is, nope, everything is connected. Nothing yeah, for is sure. Everything, even the job that you had at Dairy Queen, like, not you specifically, yeah, but for anyone. I've never worked at Dairy Queen. No. <laughs> Whatever job you've ever had, yeah, like, sure. positive or negative, you can always take something from it and learn Definitely. it and apply it to your new job. Like, for me, working in higher education, one of the most impactful experiences was being a day camp coordinator for eight years. Yeah. I learned so much about working with other people, balancing their time, balancing my time. Mm-hmm. Just communication. Definitely. So, like, huge. Yeah, all that stuff is really important. Yep. Um, so it's, it's been really awesome to watch OMSI grow. In the, I've only been here for almost a year. It'll be a year and two weeks. Yeah. And, so I think it's been a very interesting um, time, and, and I've seen myself grow. 
And I don't think, I, I always feel bad, and you mentioned this earlier too, that students don't necessarily see, like there's so much labor that goes into the work, mm-hmm. and the changes sometimes seem very small, but they have a, a big impact. Like I've been here for four-ish years, mm-hmm. and the other day I saw students outside um, like expressing themselves by holding like trans rights flags and pride flags Mm -hmm. and trans pride flags sorry but that might not have happened four years ago I don't know that students would have felt comfortable getting together on the lawn and expressing Mm -hmm. their feelings and frustrations in that way and just having like the space and Mm -hmm. knowing that those students felt safe to do that right that was a big deal and I recognize that in the moment that Mm -hmm. like I think Anzi has something to do with that. Hopefully. I think I think so. Like having sex week, having mm-hmm. coming out week, yeah. having like Pride week. Yeah. I mean we've had offices and student organizations in the past, mm-hmm. but the more like really the more the merrier mm-hmm. and the more voices and the more spaces. For sure. And the more different places where people feel like having Terry on from Cutie Pop. Yeah. Like, it's all adding up. For sure. And we're not going to see huge change over time. Right. Necessarily. Or maybe we're going to see big changes over time. Like, Yeah, I think a lot of the work that we are doing, like like I said, it's a whole team of people. So we had um, an LGBTQ coalition um, that meets every quarter. And there are serious um, policies that we'd like to see changed and like, you know, we're working on a couple different um, initiatives, like getting more inclusive restrooms on campus um, and having an accurate map for those restrooms. Right. Um, working on living learning communities for the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um, working on, you know, just moving toward more more cohesive um, weeks of, of, event, of events. So, like, coming out week is this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the... The list of events is huge. I mean, we almost couldn't put it on one calendar because there's so much stuff going on, and that's exciting, and that's good work, um, and, and it's visibility. It offers visibility to the student groups, but also to different departments that are welcoming and, and places that students should feel brave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for the team of people that's been helping me work on this kind of stuff, and it's a lot of work, but I think we can do it, and I think what's happening is good. And um, I think the the work that OMSI is doing, and the office that is being built, even like diversity and inclusion, the offices that are focused on diversity, like I think everybody wants quick change, but what we're doing is building foundation, and you can't live in a in a house with no foundation, mm-hmm. right? So we're just, I think. We're trying to build the bones, and then we'll we'll add the skin and the hair and the all that stuff. Is a really gross analogy. I'm sorry. Nope. Um, I love it. Yeah, so bones <laughs> and skin. You know. Yeah. So we'll we will build that as we go. And I think I'm super excited to come back to Wayne State in 30 years. And not to say I won't be here, but you know, maybe you not. never know. You never know. Yeah. So I'm excited to 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 look back at this time and and see how far the group has come and I really wholeheartedly believe and if you've ever you know like heard me talk about why I work here what 
what Wayne State means to me. It's more than the university for me, but it's it's about the city. And I believe that Wayne State is a could be a catalyst for change in the whole city yeah. and and possibly the state. And so maybe it's mm-hmm. a big Pollyanna dream of mine, but I really hope that as we as a, a university community community start to move toward more inclusivity and not just focusing on diversity because that's one thing, but inclusivity is is what we should be working toward achieving. And I think as we move toward achieving that, that we can like force be forces of change in our city and hopefully in our county and then in our state and and then in the country and like maybe even the world. Like this is, I could see that. Yeah, this I is see definitely it. That a place that could have that where that could start. Yeah, it doesn't. Maybe I know I like optimism these days is at the forefront, <laughs> but. I could see Wayne State and Detroit being a uh, a hub of sorts sure. for communication and collaboration just because we are looking to extend. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about what that means, just being more inclusive in the city and the community, like, do you think that means more internships, more opportunities for jobs that are associated with Wayne State Definitely. in different places throughout the city? Like, how for do you sure. see that kind of coming to fruition? That's a good question. So in my, like, big pie-in-the-sky dream, it would be <clears throat> that we could, like, offer workshops and trainings for students. And this is based, this would be all student-based for me, is, like, or offering these workshops and trainings and opportunities for students to learn with each other and about each other and create this student um who is inclusive in in person like everything that like before they do things they think about inclusivity so let's say we have we you know the student who's in urban planning or the student who's in like um what do you call it the building one it's like architectural architectural design design or engineering or okay whatever people who create who build buildings and architecture and stuff like that so like you have a student like that who before they even think about a building or changing a building or or creating something, they think about how inclusive it is. And not just inclusive in, like, are we going to have lots of people of different colors here, but, like, how inclusive is this space going to be um, in people with different values? Like, do we have a prayer room? Do we have a meditation room? Are we going to have is, – is everything going to be accessible? Like, are the bathrooms wide enough for someone who's who uses a wheelchair, you know, all that kind of stuff. I hope that that's the first thing that students think of when they're out there in the world after they graduate here. They leave with a sense of inclusivity. Yeah. And so as they start to get jobs in spaces downtown like Ally Financial or like Bedrock, you know, they start to work in these places where they, you know, maybe they're just an intern to start, but then they get a they move up the corporate ladder and they're like the president of a company and you know, they came from Wayne State, and so they think inclusivity first. And then, you know, that company changes the minds of this other company, and, like, I don't know. I can think. That would be my that So would be my many goal. different, like, teachers. Teachers and doctors. Managers. And nurses. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't imagine what the, light, what the world would look like if we all thought about inclusivity as we, like, and maybe it'd be slower, right? Because we'd have to stop and think before we do things. Would that be so but bad? Would that be so bad? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, and then, you know, I mean, one of the things that we are hoping to, I think, well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I hope that 
as we grow, we're able to do not just workshops and trainings on microaggressions, but that we start talking about how culture impacts the environment. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like I'd love if we could collaborate with different departments on like how who your implicit bias impacts the way that you move throughout the space and then how that imp- impacts how you see the world as a doctor yeah. or as a lawyer or you know, as and, a nurse. And these are not huge changes. I think some people think that maybe these are huge changes that we have to, to make, like covering all of the walkways with mm-hmm. um, umbrellas and coverings and things to, like, make travel really accessible. Like, that mm-hmm. would be amazing, and obviously that costs a lot of money sometimes, sure. and funding is an issue, but just having the mindset to think about, okay, so how can we make that cost effective and mm-hmm. make transportation across campus accessible and easier for people who have barriers. Yeah. But it can also be small things like turning on the captioning for a YouTube video if you're a teacher sure. and making sure the captioning is appropriate yeah. before you use it in a classroom. Sure. I'm guilty of that this week. I put mm-hmm. a captioning on because I, I thought, how great is this going to be for yeah. my class to get to read it? And then I'm like, wait, there are spelling mistakes. Yeah. It is not, not the right word. reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> captioning yeah, sure and that's the worst it is yeah I, it, like those are things to be mindful of where if sure. we enter where we're doing planning for our work and think who's at the table mm-hmm. who might be at the table right who might not be able to like access this yeah for sure have access to it yeah have access to it i mean even as we think about like how we are gonna like talk to our students about things like there are even like, unfortunately, like like phrases and common terms that have just come just become commonplace that we use and we don't realize what it relates to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can think of a couple, but I just don't want to say them out loud, which is not great. But like things that beca- that are microaggressions that we mm-hmm. don't realize are like, you know, um, in talking with some students, stuff that professors have things that professors have said to them or advisors that have been. Damn. problematic for the student and the the professor or or advisor didn't even you know it didn't come to their mind because it's it's something that everybody says it's, it's commonplace it's, they didn't mean any harm yeah i'm trying to think of one too off the top of my head and i'm having a difficult time well coming up with one but i can think of as kind of an example okay. like a like a broad more general one where i heard of a student the other day who um, one of their goals was to get rid of their accent. Oh. And that, when I felt that, having, yeah. you know, grandparents and family members who sure have accent, and I understand, like, language is a key of power, and mm-hmm. we use it to make moves through spaces, and the just the fact that they saw their accent as a weakness. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah, it made me, I just felt terrible because it's a big part of your culture. It means that you know a whole other language, and Mm -hmm. that's an amazing thing. That's an asset, it's a strength. Yeah, it's a strength, if anything, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, there there are a couple that I can think of that have happened or that students have come to us with, but I think in summing up the goal of OMSI is to be an educational space for students about culture and about identity um, and, and even just a place of education for the campus. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what that is what I do every day. Is what I think about all day. <laughs> well, at least until five. Aside from your other, yeah, your five other business, about other stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and all the other ways you're involved in campus and yeah. helping to 
feed the football team and support yes. them. Shout out to the football team. If you all are free on Saturday, homecoming is on Saturday. Um, it's playing Ferris State, and so they definitely, I mean, I shouldn't speak for them, but I believe that they, the 12th, October 12th. Okay. They need your support. Um, yeah, because, I mean, just like anybody, you love to have people cheering you on, and I'm sure it's really encouraging to see people in the stands like cheering them on so absolutely yeah sweet boys mm -hmm. they are i feel like we could do a whole other day with you um mm -hmm. so because i really like to talk to you about um i don't know coming out week mm, coming out week is now it's happening right now yeah so um get do stuff there's there's tons of things to do specifically stop by the atrium of the library um where cutie pack is hosting an art exhibit of coming out there are six doors you can go inside the doors and put um your own coming out story or maybe and you don't have to be just coming out um in your sexuality there are many ways in which you could come out and that we are encouraging people to come out about economics or or physical things or emotional things and um, oh, like disclosing maybe yeah if you have, like, yeah and you don't okay, have to put your anything. name on it or anything um wow. yeah so we're we're really excited about this project we're gonna um archive it in the ruther library and this is all you know student work um cutie pa mr whitfield who who has worked tirelessly on this project super proud of him and um, there's some artists that are going to be uh, featured there, so it's really cool. There's some other stuff that the Friday um, is the homecoming out party, so it'll be a, there's a drag show, and then after that there's a big dance party. Um, so come out for that. I think it'll be really cool. I'm very excited about yeah. that. I want to bring my husband and yeah. we want to go. I think it'll be really fun. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited Definitely. about Eureka and yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race stars yes. that are going to be there. And Sabin. Yeah. Shout out to Sabin if is in a Detroit legend. Yes. It's exciting. Yes. In the queer community. Yeah. I'm so excited Sabin's going to be here. They did a show on campus at the church a year or two ago, a Halloween show. Okay. Yeah, at St. Andrews. Yeah. And we had a blast. Cool. And it was yeah. amazing. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be really cool. Um, but there are tons of events going on, so if you want to pop by and, and just uh, get to know any information or students, um, yeah, that is happening. And oh, is there anything else? Um, your learning community. So yes. we, okay, so is there another day, can we get members from your learning community to come yeah, talk about Rise sure. and Definitely. sit with us and have another day to just focus on that? Yeah, for sure. I would love that. Rise is a really cool learning community. Yeah. It's Thank too you. late to join it, though, if Thank you want it to. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. You missed the boat. You missed the boat. But next yeah. time. Missed the Yeah. There mm -hmm. are other learning opportunities and student organizations and True. so many other opportunities. If you're looking for other opportunities, True. we are also resources that you can ask. Yeah. So DM us on Instagram at Dear Wednesday or, or Dear Wednesday at gmail.com for additional information and just to say <laughs> hi. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. We will uh, see you, you soon. Yeah, we'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. talk to you soon. Have a great week. Yeah. Be great this week. Go to homecoming. Be great. All that. Do great. Bye. Bye.